listening to the One and a Half Asians podcast with your hosts, Wu Chou Yi and Cody G. That's pretty interesting. Wow. Hello? Testing. 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 Dan. Dan. I'm trying to do the intro that you have. I was listening to it again. I just uploaded today. <laughs> yeah. Every time I listen to it, I get so pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Like I feel like I should start talking as as it's going. Yeah, we should play it like as like a ritual before we start recording I to know. get us in like instead, the right Zen mode instead of just doing it in post. Yeah, I'm Pretty the only one. Post. I'm, I'm the only one getting pumped up during the <laughs> editing process. All of our listeners, all two or three of them. <laughs> we got to have more than that. Actually, I we haven't been doing a good job, kind of promoting ourselves. Yeah, I think we should. We've gotten better. Well, I think, as you know, the whole point of this podcast wasn't to be a hit out of the gate. It was to learn how to do a podcast, to learn the audio techniques, the equipment, true. the how to make a cool little diddly in the beginning of your of your podcast. That's true. Be comfortable on the mic. So, I think we shouldn't feel shamed that we don't have a big following. I think we should attack it like a problem. If we want to increase listenership what do we do i turn to you turn to me <laughs> you looking for marketing yeah whoa is that foreshadowing it is foreshadowing, it is foreshadowing. <laughs> so as you know all of you we talked a little bit about toastmasters last week toastmasters clink unfortunately cody couldn't make it yeah valentine's day is a tough day for uh, for us cooks for sure. i know yeah <laughs> i forgot about that i was I, I knew you were working that day and I knew you were telling me before how busy it is because I would have been able to make it, um, but one of our uh, so I work the lunch, and there's a there's two teams essentially the lunch team and the dinner team, um, but the dinner team was behind, and then they had somebody not show up, um, which really threw a wrench in. So it was either the PM team scrambled and ran for hours and hours and hours, and then had to stay late for three or four hours after service or everyone from the lunch team stay an hour and get them into a good spot so we all just stayed but yeah i didn't get out of there i got to my car at 7 45 any was it annoying working that day were there a lot of plates that were coming back to the kitchen saying like oh my mom doesn't like this no that's mother's day that's annoying all right sorry valentine's Valentine's Day, day out of the busy days of the year valentine's day is the easiest they're all two tables so you're not picking up tables of eight. Oh, I, I see. Because there's the couples. Because they're couples. Because they're couples, and it's so simple. Why did I think it was Mother's Day? <laughs> yeah, if you forgot Mother's Day, we'd be uh, <laughs> having a different conversation. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I did have to go to this Toastmasters alone. I was a little, I was a little nervous. You know, I didn't have my partner in crime there. <laughs> but for the record, we've never been caught doing anything illegal together. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. I went to this Toastmasters. It was a very small group. It's probably around 10, 15 people. Yep. 10 to 15. And there there weren't a lot of young people there. There were a lot of... What was the average age? I would say over, like, 45 or over. Oh, wow. There were a lot of older people there. And maybe, like, one young person, two, I like couldn't really tell. younger than you? I think younger than me. It's hard to tell, you know. I just assume anyone that looks kind of <laughs> like my age, I'm just... I'm older than you. Well, because you have the Asian benefit. <laughs> I do. So it was the first experience, and it wasn't a bad one. It was 
it was just interesting because uh, being the new guy there, I just kind of had to sit and watch what they're doing. But they obviously they encourage newcomers to join in on their festivities or everything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I agreed. So they had this one exercise to kind of improve your, um, I guess, your conversation skills, your sp- spontaneous conversation skills, right? So what this exercise was, was they give you an envelope. You don't know what's written inside of it. Mm-hmm. And they'll just call your name to say, okay, you're up. So, okay, woo, I was up. And then in my envelope was the word balloon. Yeah. Right? So they're like, okay, so talk two minutes about balloons. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> So I did, right? I'm like, oh, balloons. You know, I've had a lot of experience with balloons the past two years. I just recently became father two years ago. And during that time, I've blown up a lot of balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, just recently, I celebrated my son's one-year birthday, 100 years, 100th day celebrations and all that. So I spent about two minutes just talking to them about that. And I sat back down. But the weird thing is, is I just got up and I just started talking. Yeah. Right? I no no part of that was i nervous (laughs) right which i thought i would be and i i wasn't can we um interject here sure high school you have to get up and do a class presentation in front of 30 people your peers people you know friends Mm -hmm. and some not friends but were you nervous then always nervous i remember a presentation i did in like science class in grade 10 or 11 yeah and I friggin' I froze up. Really? I did, yeah. I, I had no idea what I was going to say. And I just kept, like, laughing. And Ricky was in that class, I think. And he was, like... <laughs> well, yeah, egging you on. He was in the back just, like, laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, Ricky, stop it. <laughs> so was it you didn't feel comfortable with the subject matter, which caused you to be nervous? No. Or it was the act of presenting? It was the act of presenting. Like, in high school, like, I knew what I was doing. Like, presenting... Like, I was always prepared. Yeah. Always prepared. But I, I really remember the butterflies in my stomach and the trembling voice, <laughs> right? And I went to, I went to, um, what is it like? One of the, you know, Halton runs these economic, like, two-day workshops where they had one about like how to export products out of Canada. So cool. I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. So I went to that, and at the beginning of the class for that, this was just about a year ago. They made everyone stand up and be like, oh, what's your business? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you want to get out of this. Mm-hmm. I remember I stood up. This was a year ago. I was nervous as hell. <laughs> I was like, uh, my name's Wu, and um, uh, <laughs> my business is... And, like, I was nervous, Yeah. right? So it surprised me that I wasn't nervous when they asked me to stand up. But I thought back. I thought back, like, why? what could have changed during that time? Yeah, Wu, in the last year. I think it's making my videos for youtube i agree i feel like that has done so much like i just have done it like week in week out and i didn't really realize like i can see myself getting better on camera right yeah but i don't really know what it's doing other than that right but i guess it's helping me with speaking yeah to bigger groups it's kind of weird when you told me about your first video or one of your first videos in that it took forever for you to record because you would record something and immediately watch oh, yeah. it and then delete it because you hated it. Yeah. And I think that that fear that people don't, you perceiving 
others as not liking what they're seeing is the issue both for yourself and for others. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Like, once you were able to get over that fear through the digital camera, I think that also eliminated it because it's the exact same fear talking in front of people. It must be. Because when I recorded that, no one was no one was in the room, obviously, when I made my first video, yeah. right? But the thought of all those eyes potentially being on me, it was almost like I was when I was looking at the camera lens, all those eyes were looking at me. You were looking into an yeah. infinite void. Exactly. So I guess just doing that over and over again, it did build some confidence in me. Yep. I can tell in my voice, obviously, when I see my my most recent videos and from mm-hmm. my first like I can really tell a difference in the tone of my voice and how much more confident it sounds yep and same thing when I went to Toastmasters it, that that my most recent videos of me what you see came out in front of those people and I was pretty surprised mm-hmm. and even the people there were like are you sure you haven't been to a Toastmasters before yeah. are you sure you haven't smoked it because you seem pretty well versed in speaking in, in front of groups mm-hmm. like no I, I'm I'm new. <laughs> um, I'm talented, but, but I'm new. Yeah. So that's what I found. Another thing is, I know we talked about, like, should we go to these things? Like, should we make a commitment in going to this? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to make that commitment yet because I remember I texted you after saying, like, I'm not too sure about yeah. this because it felt like an AA meeting, almost. Like religious? Everyone was just, they're super supportive. I don't know how to describe this. It was it was just weird. <laughs> it was almost like I was back in Did it feel fake? It did. A little fake. Everyone there. It didn't there, feel genuine. It didn't cuz everyone there was almost too nice and almost afraid to give any type of criticism at all. Even if even when it's needed, mm-hmm. they would not give it. Yeah, even though it was constructive criticism. Yeah. It was not given out or dished out because that's what I found. People could have been hurt. That's what I found. So Oh, you were in a safe zone. I was. That's what I heard about. Safe zones. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. That I felt like that. It was it was almost too safe. And what I'm looking for right now is almost I want like a real like almost like punch you in the face type of like, yes, this is this is real. This is what's yeah. gonna make me better. Like I'm gonna feel. You want to feel energized. I want right? to feel nervous. I want to feel something when I go to these classes. And I don't know if I can get it from this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, let's backtrack a little. What did you want to get out of the Toastmasters Club? Just talking in front of people. Talking in front of people, but also, like I want. I want criticism. I want to know exactly what I'm doing wrong, but I don't think. Inter- like you want to be a motivational speaker. Yeah, something like that. Well, I think you should find a motivational speaker, like a local one. So funny you bring that up. Well, not not motivate. I wasn't thinking about like mo- finding a motivational speaker. I was actually thinking about other types of public speaking. public speaking courses or different courses I could take. So I've been doing my usual googling. Yeah. And I came across one interesting thing. It was an acting class. An acting, acting class. class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. 
I think Wu needs an acting class. Right? So it was in Toronto. It's a pretty well-known one. Um, it, the person's like Alza's acting studio. Okay. I think is what I read. And the classes are not that expensive. It's like for introductory course for four weeks of going to the class, it's like a few hundred bucks and then intermediate and then advanced. And I just the first thought of it, I'm like acting class. It got me a little nervous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, but that's the feeling that I was looking for. Yeah. As soon as I just saw it on there, I'm like, Oh, this would be interesting. And then I started running through my head. I'm like, Oh, getting on a stage, being under the light. And they actually, I've, I've seen their page. They actually do video stuff there. Mm -hmm. And they actually, there's people who, and reenact scenes of certain things. And yeah, you're doing it with someone else and you have other people watching you do the scene so you're expected to show emotion you're mm-hmm. expected to show anger you're, that would really get the juices flowing i think <laughs> in me and if i learned how to act that would i think only be positive yeah. if i want to get on a stage huge benefit and talk about whatever like how to convey a message with emotion with or emotion gesturing or how to use my voice and Stage presence. Stage presence. And I think acting or learning how to act would be pretty beneficial. Not to mention it would help with your YouTube channel. It would. It would quite a bit. So I'm I'm seriously considering that. Oh, we should call up Trevor Halding. <laughs> Trevor. I haven't seen him. He lives near Scott, actually. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's a reasonable connection you can make. Yeah. And I'm sure he knows groups of people. In acting. Does he still act? I don't know. I haven't personally talked to him in a long time. But I think he did a set at yuck yuck yucks like so he still does stand comedy comedy. i think i saw that on you it might have been on youtube yeah don't ask me why i was searching trevor's name no i think he posted it on facebook but it was a youtube it was on facebook yeah so i clicked on that yeah he was pretty good he He, was funny he's always been good yeah so acting class i don't know i'm i'm thinking about it do it woo. i think it's in toronto though but the hours, I looked at the hours, and it's from like 6 to 9 p.m. And I'm like, what are the chances? Yeah, that was the hours I wanted. <laughs> that was the hours that I actually was at work that I'm now replacing with something that would improve my skills. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's calling to me because it's 6 to 9 p.m. And it's on. It's either during the week or on weekends in the evening, too. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a very interesting route to take to get to my goal of I like that a lot, Woo. Being better at public speaking. <laughs> do it. Do it, Woo. I'm 100% behind this. It's weird, right? Like, it's... And plus, like, I, I found a lot of other stuff. Like, there's online certificates you can take for public speaking. Yeah. Like, online schools. And I'm like, what can you possibly learn from online? Well, it's funny you say that. You were just telling your story about improving your, your ability to talk in front of crowds via YouTube was through that but this is really just from the outlines that i was looking at it's it's really just you read something and then you write an exam you read something you read an exam you know what that is will somebody making money off of idiots a scam it's a good, good thing i didn't sign up yeah did you sign up no i didn't sign up <laughs> tell me the truth Wu. no i didn't sign up <laughs> although it would be nice to hang something on my wall to say like Certified public speaker. Well, like in the background on your YouTube videos. <laughs> As you can see, I'm a... Big fake silver play uh, button, and then you're online. <laughs> hey, if you see a silver play button, that thing's going to be real. <laughs> well, then I better see one one day. So, so acting class, it's it's coming up. 
Um, everyone stay tuned, please. If, if you haven't subscribed to my channel, what's wrong with you? What's the name of the channel, Wu? Oh, the Wu channel. The Wu channel. Is that no spaces. all one word? All one word. The Wu channel. Capital? Lowercase? No, just all lowercase. The, the Wu, Wu channel. channel. TWC. There's a lot of other Wu channels. I, was, I like, know. There's two Wu channels. The Wu channel, the Daily Wu. And I'm like, God damn it. Dad, <laughs> my name is actually Wu. Like, this should be reserved. But these people. Yeah, because there's no other Wu's in the world. I know, but none of those ones, they're named Wu. There's a white guy. Oh. He's called. Cultural appropriation. Exactly. Damn it. Was he eating kimchi too? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, stay tuned. I'm, I'm, you know, it's interesting because before I searched up that, I read that Netflix was putting up like a production studio in Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. For like any Netflix original. So they, they're actually going to be filming in Toronto. They'll need. For Canadian produced shows and yep. content. You never know. You might see me on a Netflix original <laughs> if I get good at this acting thing. Ooh, I would. Oh, that would probably. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That would be pretty interesting, huh? If <laughs> if this was how you started your career in Hollywood, that would be. <laughs> I I played this in my head. I'm like, that would be like pretty sick. Like, to be actually. I think that would be the next challenge. If if I get through these classes, to really challenge myself is go to an audition. Yeah. And that would be pretty fun to even tell the world how that part of my life is going. Because I'm sure that would really make me nervous. Super nervous? Yeah. Do it, Wu. I encourage this. So it's coming. Big things are coming. Actor Wu. Wu Yi. Starring Wu Yi. Do you think people are just going to associate you with Jet Li? I hope not. <laughs> He's I don't got have, Kung Fu and stuff. I don't have, I don't have the skills. Well, you've got the voice. The voice. <laughs> People love the voice, Wu. They want to hear more Wu's Which, wisdom. Which, by the way, yeah, I, I've been telling you, people on my YouTube have been saying, like, you got a great voice, man. Even at Toastmasters, when I left the group, the guy was like, you got a great voice. It sounds like you should be on, like, CBC Radio or something. And I'm like, for real? What? He's <laughs> like, yeah, you got a great tone to your voice, nice pacing when you speak, and your voice reached the end of the room. I was like, maybe I should start doing something with this thing. Do it, Will. With what I call my voice. That's that's the moneymaker. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I know. I, I got to stop thinking of it and just do. Yep. This, the, this is the year of doing. So I'm like, I'm not fully part-time yet for my work, but once I am, I'm, I'm like 90% sure that I'll sign up for that acting class. Awesome. We should uh we should just start saying just do it and try to get sponsored by Nike. Let's do it. Just do just it. Just do it. All right. Done. Done. <laughs> so we have talked a lot about improving ourselves. Um and one area of our life that we've talked a lot about improving on is kind of financially. You've talked about multiple streams of income. Yep. So we've uh We've had kind of a development, like something that's excited both you and I in a complimentary fashion. And that is Shopify. That's right. I actually started a Shopify course. I was going to say, tell us a little bit about your Shopify course and uh, your 4 a.m. starts. So 
This course is on Udemy.com. I think we talked about that last time, what the yep. platform is. So that's what I've been doing when I wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been going well. Really? Waking up in the morning. Because last time we talked to you, you were, were you at 4.30, 4.15? 4.30, 5, 5.30. And this week, it just got terrible as the week went on because now my kids are sick. Mm-hmm. So they're waking up multiple times in the night. So I just... I'm going through life right now, yeah. we'll say. So I just haven't been able to keep track of it. But um, I have been slowly going through the course. So, so I've gotten to the point where I've now um, signed up for Shopify, signed mm-hmm. up for the site, and, and now starting to build the site and add products to it. Cool. So very easy. If anyone is interested in making a Shopify course or Shopify site, mm-hmm. it seriously is like click, 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 and then it's up. <laughs> it's amazing how simple they've made it, like yeah. the checkout process and putting tabs on the website. It's mm-hmm. honestly just you click and go. So I encourage anyone who's really like, if you're afraid of it, just just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> uh. Right. So it's it's super simple. And now I've been thinking about what niche that I should pursue. So like, what type of products I want to yeah, put on the you're website. Selling. And I, honestly, I don't have one yet, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You're building the skill of a Shopify, Shopify page store. first. So what I what I've I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on Shopify, how to build it as well. Mm-hmm. The free content on YouTube. Yeah. And a lot of people have been saying, you know, just build the site and just start putting stuff on it, mm-hmm. right? Because before you even need, before you get to where you have your niche, you have to know how to run the store. Mm-hmm. You have to know the ins and outs. How to change up your store when you need to? How to troubleshooting? How to yeah? How to troubleshoot when you go through a problem where you have a re, like a refund? Yeah. What the steps are to do that, and you want to make sure that you know how to do that before you start really getting going. Yeah. Right. So I thought that's a super good idea. So I think I might just start with t-shirts. T-shirts. T-shirts and sunglasses There's and lots of people wear t-shirts. Sure, like clothes, yeah. right? So, but then put my own spin on it, like what I want to have on these shirts. Can we call it Woo's Wear? I was actually, nah, the woo's wear would be more like, you know. Your design? Your yeah, designer like label? the personal branding. Yeah. Woo wear. I'm not thinking about that yet. The W. It's coming. <laughs> but what I thought would be cool is putting, like, country flags or something to do with your country yep. on your shirt. So I'm going to start with that because I found some really cool designs on AliExpress with the Korean flag, the Japanese flag. And so all of that stuff is drop shipped. It is all drop shipped. Nice. So I was thinking about that. Start off small. Mm-hmm. Learn how the business works. And hopefully Sorry. get some help. So maybe I can pick your brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Shopify. You open up your Shopify page. Mm-hmm. Do you have the option to change the name of your URL or name of your store? You do. Yeah. So you could... Design stores with an expiration date on them. So an example that you had brought up earlier was the World Cup. You could design a store that had super prevalent Team Korea wear. Yeah. And then as soon as the World Cup was over and Korea lost in the first round again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) When Korea wins the World Cup and you make your, your good chunk of coin... And then you see a fall off in business because the World Cup's over. You could dissolve that, 
and then find the Olympics are coming up and uh, it's the Winter Olympics and you want to like make some cash on Team Canada hockey apparel. Something you like that. You don't have to open up several stores. You can just p- plug and play. Yeah, yeah. You can either, you can change the, the store that you're running because you can actually change the name of what the store is too. Yeah. Um, or you can purchase your own URL, mm-hmm. like purchase it off of like GoDaddy or something. Yeah. And then you can host it on Shopify. And then you can oh, use it, you can use that yeah. through them and then just redirect your Shopify store to your URL. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. Because yep. I've like, I've purchased this store's domain, like Balances Health. Mm-hmm. It My um, host, the person that I hosted with, that expired. So right now my site is not up. Yep. I could use... Shopify, Shopify, and I, I could build the site through Shopify, mm-hmm. and then just use mybalanceshealth.com. That's cool. And then I'll pay Shopify whatever their hosting fees are, mm-hmm. and then I think it's like thirty bucks a month. Yeah, and run it like that. So if I could, once I find a good name, I could just run the store for my clothing stuff as like that own, I guess, branded site. Yep. And then just make multiple sites. Mm-hmm. The amount of money apparently like. If you start running it properly, the amount of money that the it costs to host, you're going to be making that back in like a day. Yeah. Hopefully, right? So, that's the whole business model. You spend a little to make a lot. Yeah. So yeah, we could we could do that. We could. The trouble I'm having is you know, being the old people that we are. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're freaking old. I don't know how to use Facebook. <laughs> I freaking I signed into Facebook the other day. Yeah. I was lost. And I'm like, I, sh- I signed in because I'm like, you know what? I should update my profile. And that's still the Raptors logo that I've had on there for like the past 10 years. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking like, okay, it'll be simple. Just go there. Just update my information. I didn't know where to go. <laughs> I'm like, five minutes, I'm like, I just logged out. And I'm like, screw this. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got kind of like, I, I logged out. And then I started thinking like, this is a problem. I have to get good at Facebook. Yeah. If I want to be successful, I, I have to be hip <laughs> well just for the record we, facebook isn't hip anymore yeah it's yeah it's still super valuable a lot of people it's still hip. use it's instagram now right instagram and snapchat instagram and snapchat but and tiktok are you what is tiktok oh did i just blow your mind a little? yeah don't worry about it okay i don't understand anything. i won't I just see other kids talk about it but we were actually thinking about maybe running a shopify store for our 1.5 asians podcast yeah and kind of doing a little branding right there. You were talking about it earlier, since I kind of am learning the process on how to build the site. Yeah, I was thinking we should team up. Because to me, the idea of learning how websites are hosted and sourcing items that I could sell and drop ship and doing all of that seems daunting. I can do that. But... The idea of learning how to do online marketing and how to target specific people uh, to drive traffic to a site, like a Shopify account, mm-hmm. um, that seems very realistic. And it seems like I have a good baseline of those tools and I would just need to go and find a course. Maybe uh, the Udemy website that you talked about has something there. Mm-hmm. If not, any of those other online learning courses. And I think it's good to do business with people you you know and you trust. 
and uh, I know and trust you, and I think it would be cool if we could work together to build something bigger than what we could achieve independently. Exactly. I think if we branded 1.5 Asians well, which I'm pretty sure, I, I trust that you can do a good job with that. <laughs> I think we can build something with this, with this Shopify business. You know what? And small beginnings lead to, to bigger things. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not. I'm honestly, this is all just started because I just wanted to learn more about e-commerce. E-commerce is like the golden ticket, but a realistic golden ticket if you're willing to take that step. Yeah. You hear like so many stories of people like being. That's what I hate these days. Like everyone's coming out and being like, "I know the secret to make a lot of money on Shopify." Like, sign up for this course. You know what? Like. That just screams scam to me. Yeah. Right? So I just want to start off slow and just learn from... There's a few trusted names you can learn from. So yeah. that's who I'm learning through right now. And, yeah, if you could take over the marketing part of it, yeah, we can have multiple stores. Well, that's what I'm saying, Wu. Like, we could finally start designing our life to live a lifestyle that is what we want, rather than being stuck to the brick. The laptop life. The laptop life? That's what I heard and, it was. Oh, <laughs> and in the four-hour work week, the, um, one of the first books that I read that really got me down this path, uh, the author Tim talks about this slew of people that he met who live in countries uh, like Latin America where the exchange rate from American dollars into the local currency is super favorable for the currency. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, it would be like if we in Canada built a Shopify account in England and we charged in pounds and we made revenue in pounds. Mm -hmm. And then it converts and it's two and a half times one pound is two and a half dollars Canadian. So we would have to do several. We wouldn't have to do as much total revenue because of the conversion, the power of the multiplier. Yeah. But then Tim Ferriss mentioned you go to South America and your one American dollar is worth 10,000 of the local currency, which is like a week's worth of living yeah. expense. So you could literally run a store that is, by all standards, if you and I were open a store here and be like, we make $8 a month, hallelujah, <laughs> it, right? It's not actually beneficial. But yeah. if you were to live somewhere where the exchange rate worked in your favor, you could just run a shitty little website. <laughs> That's true. And live like a king. <laughs> we move to Thailand. We make $1,000 a month between the two of us and live like kings. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe 2000 because you have a family and a wife. Yeah. I need a little bit more. So but that's, yeah, that makes complete sense to me. So. And it's these skills that we're talking about now that we have to build out before we can start, you know, exactly. living on a beach. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what I've heard it was like you can pretty much work anywhere as long as you have your laptop yeah well and a Wi-Fi connection yeah so I think that's super achievable we just have to put our heads down just and do it just do it just do it just do it oh what was that guy the actor just do it oh who was that guy oh you, I don't you even missed know this what, meme eh I don't even know what you're talking about oh I'm going to send you a, uh, a, a YouTube video. I probably have seen it. I just don't remember. 
It was good. It was like a motivational speaker, and he like lost his shit. Oh, really? It was good. <laughs> motivational <laughs> video. I should have been all over that. <laughs> but it was like it was so over the top that he just got made fun of more than actually motivating people. It wasn't about like cryptocurrency, was it? No, it was just the guy, the actor, going, "Just do it. Oh. Get off your ass and do it. Just do it." <laughs> I was actually thinking about making a motivational video for like my next. Like it's been a while since I've made a video. Do it, yo! Do it, and I'll make some Just like uh, some motivational music for the background. Yeah, I was thinking because like you can do it, and then once you add some music in there, it really makes it <laughs> ten times better. Yeah. Depending on what type of music you have. So I was thinking like I listen to a few, just copy one, and just see how I can present it on camera. If it was me saying the almost like do the a exact literal words. copy of it. Pretty much, yeah. And just I think see, that's a great starting and point. And just see how I look and how I can deliver pretty much that type of speech in camera with some cooler music, maybe. Have you ever listened to Arnold's Six Rules for Success? No. It's one of my favorites. I'll have a listen. Yeah. I won't spoil the whole thing, but one of my favorite lines is he talks about... Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about uh, working hard is one of his rules for success. So he talks about, you know, I work for 16 hours in a day, I work out for another two, and that leaves me six hours to sleep. And then some people tell me, but Arnold, like, I need eight hours, I need nine hours of sleep. Well, my suggestion to you is you just sleep faster. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, Arnold, you're so weak. He makes sense. Yeah. Sleep faster, Woot. Yeah. Motivational videos. I'm all over those. I'm still, I'm still. I actually listened to one on the way here. Yeah. Yeah. So I while you were driving. Yeah, it's a short trip. Like it's, I'm starting to listen to stuff that'll, um, be better for my brain. So it's not just music all the time. Yeah. Because like music. I actually canceled my Spotify account. Oh yeah. Because I wanted to listen to less music. Like listen to podcasts and stuff instead. Listen to podcasts and audiobooks. Yeah, so I learned that too. Like, you, your time is so precious. When you listen to music sometimes, like, it's positive, right? It, it'll put you in a good mood. But mm-hmm. sometimes it makes you, like, like you're not thinking sometimes when you're just listening it, to music. Yeah, it dampens your internal voice. Yeah. But when you're listening to something like a podcast, you're, your brain's firing and you're, you're also thinking. You're your brain to, becomes passive when you're listening to music. And it becomes active when you're listening to thought and verbal exchange. Yeah. So I've started that practice of listening to things that I think will put me in a better mood. Mm-hmm. And I started listening to podcasts on like drop shipping mm-hmm. and wholesaling and stuff like that because it's interesting. Once yep. you start doing it and you start listening to it, it's you can learn so much. Like if you think you don't have time, throw on a podcast like when I'm taking care of my kids. Yep. I have a podcast in the background, and I might not catch all of it, but there are certain parts that I do catch that I do find useful. Absolutely. And that's how I'm trying to get through, like, my days if I, I, I used to always be the one, like, use the excuse, like, I don't have time, I don't have time. Yep. But I got a lot of time, <laughs> right? You don't realize it, but you do. You have lots of time. It's just not all utilized well. Yeah. And I feel that. So, for those of you out there 
may not know me on a deep and personal level, but I'll have a candid moment and explain that I'm very productive in the mornings, and I'm always productive when I'm at work. Like, very productive. Like, people love me because I'm so productive. <laughs> uh, but I find uh, if I were to have a quote-unquote weak point, it's once I come home from work, I'm super unproductive. It's been like that since school. I could be, I could get up, I could go to school, I could be productive. If I stayed at school and did sports, I would continue my productivity. If I stayed at school and worked out, stayed at school and did, went to the library to do schoolwork, productive, productive, productive. Get home, and that's the last productive thing that I do. But wouldn't you say that's because you're, you're probably just tired from what you've done during the day? See, so... That was what I had always told myself. So for years, I kind of beat my head against the wall and tried to get better sleep, or I tried to eat a more energetic diet, or I tried to be more active so I wasn't overweight, so I would have more energy. But the results were the same. Um, So a couple of years ago, five years ago, I uh, went out and got a diagnosis for ADHD, adult ADHD. I was diagnosed as an adult, which is relatively rare. Um, and through that was given a, uh, a medication, Vyvanse, which is like the new age Adderall. Uh, it's a long acting version of Adderall. So you take one pill and it kind of lasts you the day. Yeah. But it's freaking expensive. It's like close to $2,000 for an entire year supply. And it's something you have to take every day. Um, so for the longest time I wasn't on that medication because I wasn't covered I didn't have a drug plan but recently I got coverage through work and I talked to my uh, family doctor and was like look I've got coverage and that in the past um, I'd taken it while I was in school uh, at George Brown and Mm -hmm. I saw but like I said I was productive always at school it was my ability to be productive outside of school and while I was at George Brown I had uh, 35 hours of class I had to train to and from Toronto so that's another 10 hours a week of commute I was working 30 hours at Coogee and then I was volunteering 36 hours at Buka all while still seeing friends and family, doing the laundry, making food, and being a productive human. So that was probably my most productive point in my life. Because you were just so busy, right? Because you I just, was you didn't really have using time. my time. Yeah, you didn't have I wasn't time to just sit around. relaxing and quote unquote wasting my time. That's when I like cut my cable, like I stopped watching TV really. That's what there's like this whole era of my life where I ha- I didn't watch any movies and it drives some people crazy because I'm like man I never saw that movie <laughs> I never saw that movie but then there's these super obscure mo- movies from the 70s and 80s that like my dad introduced me to and I could quote like a good <laughs> chunk of it and they're like hey, you've watched Coneheads but you haven't watched any of the Marvel uh, movies the Avengers yeah. movies yeah none of them <laughs> that would <laughs> well anyways I went and got my my medication, uh, Vyvanse. So today is day two. And Wu, I can't tell you how excited I am to be on a medication that has a tangible benefit on my ability to execute. 
to be not having to fill up my day-to-day with two essentially full-time jobs plus school and commute. Yeah. And to have somebody like you to bounce ideas about self-improvement and putting yourself in a better position, I think this will be the first time where like all the factors are kind of coming together where, cause I've wanted to be in a better financial position, be in a healthier position for years now, but like it was just spinning my wheels. Yeah. I think the tires are finding some traction here, Wu. That's amazing. Cause I have, I have experience. I know what Vivance is. I yeah. know a lot of people probably don't know this about me either. But I went to go get, well, my, my motivation to get a diagnosis for ADHD was probably different from Cody's. Yeah. It was more just because <laughs> I was, I just needed, be honest, I needed a stimulant. For what? For what purpose? For, like, I just wanted something to give me an edge. You know what I mean? Like, like, after, like I told you, like, after I finished school. Mm-hmm. After I graduated from university, my capacity to learn just went down the drain, right? So that's when I started getting a little, like, worried about, like, myself. I'm, like, friggin' failing all these exams that I need to for my career. And coffee wasn't doing it for me. Sorry, can we just, for the listeners who don't know, can you give me, like, a five-sentence breakdown of what you mean by failing these exams? So these are, like, the industries it was called the cfa cfa mm-hmm. exam chartered financial analyst exam so there's three levels so i passed the first one when i was in my last year of university mm-hmm. my brain was like it was sharp it right? had a six pack it had a six pack <laughs> and then second level so these you have to study a full year for this and mm-hmm. then you write the exam and they only test once a year in the summertime mm-hmm. so i was doing level two i wasn't in school anymore i was working but I failed. So I was like, you know what? It's fine, right? Because the, the pass rate... It's pretty low. Yeah. It's probably like around like high 30s, low 40s. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable that you... And failed. these are, yeah. And these are all professionals that are writing it mm-hmm. that have passed level one. So you know, like each level you're going up, you've got that much more competition that's... Yeah. That so you know... Has been thin. That you know has a brain. Um, but I just kept failing. So... First time I failed, I'm like, you know what, whatever. Like, just my first time. Year one. Fail rate is pretty high. So year two, failed again. Year three, failed again. So at what point on this journey did you seek out a diagnosis? Year four, fail. <laughs> year four. I failed four times. And then... So, sorry, folks. I just wanted you to understand that he wasn't just like on a whim. No, no. I want to take no, Adderall. No. <laughs> it, would, it was so tempting, but... Um, I decided to just go to the doctor and be like, I need something. And it wasn't just because like, it was almost, when I went into the doctor, it was more just, this is an easy way to get drugs, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't because I was concerned with myself really, like on a mental level. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm pretty sure it's easy. I'm pretty sure I can trick the doctor into thinking I have ADHD. Yep. Let's just go and get a prescription. <laughs> and I did, so right? So you went to your family doctor? Went to my family doctor and I... I faked it to say like i think i have adhd can you recommend me to a specialist i want to figure this out right in my head i'm like i don't have adhd i'm just (laughs) (laughs) this is so easy so the doctor was like sure i'll give you this contact and i'll hook you up with um a referral so i went to go see this doctor he was super nice and then the first meeting we had he's like yep you have adhd here's your prescription (laughs) 
I was like, it was that simple? Mm-hmm. So I walked out of there with a prescription of, like, um, Ritalin. Okay. The OG. Yeah. Oldie but a goodie is how what he called it. <laughs> <laughs> so I took it, and it worked, worked great, right? But then I felt it kind of gives me, like, stomach problems. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really match well. So I went back, like, the next month pretty much and said, like, let's try something else. So I tried Concerta. It's like a long-acting Ritalin. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Kind of gave me headaches. Then he finally put me on Vyvanse, mm-hmm. and I friggin' loved it. Yep. It was the best feeling that I've ever had, and it didn't upset my stomach. And if, if I could describe it, it's just once it kicks in, you feel like you can do anything. Yep. If, has anyone, if anyone has watched that movie... Uh, friggin' this Bradley Cooper's in oh, it. Oh, yeah. I know the movie, but I couldn't tell you the name. It's that drug, NZT. <laughs> Frig, I need to know what it is. Who's NZT? NZT. It was like that. I have to find it. It's going to drive me crazy. Bradley Cooper. NZT. <laughs> <laughs> it's here. Limitless. Limitless. The the movie was limitless. It it felt like I was taking NZT, and yeah, that's that's as far as I want to go into it. That's I was on it for a while. I've been off for a while because you know, as Cody mentioned, is friggin' expensive. It's yeah, and not uh, for the not for people. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so uh, continue, Cody. <laughs> yeah. So I just uh, I don't know. I find. I did have, because I was also previously, years ago, on antidepressants. Um, So antidepressants and uh, Vyvanse, uh, concentration meds, they're all uh, psychotropic drugs. And I went through this, like, philosophical debate with myself. Was I inherently, as a person, broken? Was my character flawed and I needed chemical rebalancing Mm -hmm. to fix it? Or... Was I taking the easy way out? Um, so it's not like I took this lightly and was just like, yep. I want drugs, fix me. Uh, and I had gone without Vyvanse and had built up a skill set to cope with other things. And this is just kind of like rocket fuel to take me to the next yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. So he, you're actually using it the way that it's meant to be used. Yeah, and I'm excited, Woo. So, I am as well, honestly, because uh, I, I don't think I've seen you this pumped. Pumped. Pumped up. For for a while now, actually. I know you're always positive. I like the one thing about you is you're always positive. Like you're mm-hmm. always thinking in the right way, but um I do notice a little a little, a little bit more motivation in you. Step. Yeah. And um so I'm going to Montreal next week. So I won't have any no, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't have to do anything. It'll just be my own mental world yeah. to explore. Yeah. And I'm excited to be in a new city that stimulates my thoughts in a situation where my mind is clear and energized and thinking straight. Will you be using Vivance while yeah. you're over there? It, well, like, it's just something you're... It's part of your life. Yeah. It's a daily thing now. I think this is a topic that we should actually talk a little bit more about on a future podcast. Which that? The medication? Medication and... Other stuff. Yeah. I have some stuff to... Bring to the to table? Expand. Unfortunately, we're running out of time, but... Uh, yeah. 
I think it, it definitely is a topic that I would love to, to expand on. We'll come back to it then, Will. We will. Awesome. So to update everyone, Cody's since Cody did mention he's going to Montreal, you all are in for a treat. Ooh. It might be a solo podcast next week, but don't worry. So is that going to just be one Asian podcast or 0.75? One. Oh, so we're... You're the 0.5. Yeah, but like we average out, woo. We're each other's. I'm the point five. <laughs> no, no, you're the point five. What am I saying? <laughs> so next week will be one Asian podcast. One Asian podcast. Well, I'll, I'm kind of nervous. Well, like you said earlier, you wanted to find that. I do. Yeah, that's a good thing. I'll, I'll think oh, of something good. Can your solo podcast be you doing like a reading as if you're an actor? Oh, that's. I'll prepare something. Dude, you should find like the script for one of your favorite movies and you should act out a scene. <laughs> yes. I already have one. <laughs> I already have one of mine. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, yeah. everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the One and a Half Asians podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at 1.5 Asians Podcast and on Twitter at 15 Asians Podcast. Reach out to us on either platform to let us know what you thought about today's episode or to give us ideas about what you'd like to hear Wu and Cody rant about in a future episode.